Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, the weekly science and development show from SciDevNet. I'm Ogechi Ekeanyawa. The devastating impacts of climate change can be felt throughout the globe. In Africa, rising temperatures have resulted in extreme weather events like floods and droughts that threaten lives and livelihood. In order to tackle climate change, people need to take action, and the younger they start, the better. Teaching children about our climate and what they can do to prevent further damage is one way to get them knowledgeable and empowered to take action towards reducing the impact of climate change. One organization working towards this is Earth Warriors, a social enterprise that has developed a curriculum for climate education. Our reporter, Michael Kaloki, spoke to Kea Lamba, a co-founder of Earth Warriors, about the approach they take. My co-founder Shweta and I started Earth Warriors just over two years ago because we realized that it's extremely difficult to change adult behavior. And wouldn't it be incredible if young children learn these sustainable habits from a young age so it just came as naturally to them as brushing our teeth does to us? So what we've done with Earth Warriors is we've designed a climate change and sustainability curriculum for three to 11 year olds to teach them about these really complex topics in a very positive and solutions focused way. Because a lot of what you hear today about climate change is very doom and gloom. The world is ending. It's very scary. And there's a lot of eco anxiety. So we really try to flip that and empower children to believe that they can be earth warriors. And our mission is to inspire climate action through age appropriate climate education. So we make sure all of our materials are fun, engaging, tied to the real world and really inspire kids to know they can make a difference in their local community. And in addition to um, the lessons that we offer, we also offer teacher training because as a former teacher, I really believe you need to train teachers when you give them a new curriculum. And we're building this global community of Earth Warrior students and teachers around the world. So we don't just want to be a curriculum. We're really trying to build this movement of Earth Warrior students and teachers around the world who can connect with each other, understand the issues in different countries, because yes, climate change is a global issue, but each country, each city has such specific issues that they really need local solutions and solutions that come from the community. So we're currently in six countries. We're in the US, the UK, India, Botswana, Zambia, and Kenya, and we're really excited to continue expanding. Give me a brief overview, Kea, of what the curriculum entails. We have eight age groups from three to 11 years old, and it looks different in each age group, so it's designed that way. For our youngest learners, three to four, they actually learn eight different modules, five lessons each, so it's more bite-sized and shorter because of their attention spans. And then for four to 11 years old, they actually have four modules that they go through. But the first module, which I really liked your question, is called We Are Earth Warriors. And it's all about developing those feelings, mindsets, and behaviors so that kids believe they can be earth warriors and make a difference. So actually on day one, no matter what age group you are, it's all about what is an earth warrior? How can we protect the planet? Who are some earth warriors in your community or country who are already doing this work? Who are some inspiring earth warriors around the world? The day one is all about getting them really excited to become an earth warrior and start to protect the planet. Okay, what difference does your work make? Do you have any anecdotal examples? Many. And you know, honestly, even after the first year, Shweta and I were shocked just anecdotally um, from what we were hearing from schools and teachers. I think 
I mean, I've always believed this working with young kids. They are so kind and empathetic. And when you give them the chance to become something like an earth warrior and know that they want to, you know, protect the planet and protect all the animals, people and plants, they really take on that identity. So I think one of the biggest differences we've seen is kids taking on this earth warrior identity, telling everyone that they're earth warriors. Um, Some of our schools have actually made incredible changes because of pressure from their students. So for example, you know, it can be small things like one of our schools actually cut out um, all plastic bottles that they had and have gone for reusable. Some schools have installed solar panels. Some schools have started composting. Um, So at a school level, we've heard anecdotally of these really big changes. But actually, one of the most incredible things we've heard is how these students go home and nudge their parents' behavior. It was sort of a secondary impact that we had read would happen in research studies, but we were Um, It was unbelievable to hear from parents how much they have changed their behavior because of their kids telling them, no, don't do this. No, do that. No, you need to be an earth warrior. Um, So I think both on a school level and going home and nudging their parents' behavior has been really exciting to see so far. Ensuring that students are informed about climate change is a challenge faced by schools and governments around the world. Many countries still don't have climate education in their curriculum. But empowering students with this knowledge can better prepare communities to handle the effects of climate change. To find out more about how climate education is infused in schools in some countries in Africa, we spoke to Shweta Bahari, one of Earth Warriors' co-founders. Shweta, you are an education policy specialist and have experience working with governments and agencies in Africa. Do you feel countries on the continent have embraced climate education in their education policies Or do you feel there's more to be done? I do think that, you know, um, on the continent, lots of governments have started talking about climate education, have started talking about the need to incorporate climate change um, into the national curriculum. I know a few countries have potentially done more than others. Um, So I know, for example, in South Africa, um, a lot is already being done um, to incorporate it, at least in the, at the policy level. There is there is a discussion and there is some execution on the fact that it should be um, incorporated. However, how much is actually being done in reality, I think, remains to be seen. And I think that's not the case specifically just with the African continent. I think that's the case globally. I think a lot of countries have, you know, at least started talking about the need to include um, climate education. I think probably from what I read in a UNESCO report, about 50%. But I think there's still more to be done um, to make sure it's actually in the curriculum and then it's actually taught and teachers are trained so that they feel confident teaching it. Um, Because another UNESCO survey showed that 90% of teachers don't feel confident teaching about climate change because A lot of us in that generation were not taught about climate change in school. So there's still a lot of work to be done, um, I think, to bring climate education um, to children in a holistic uh, and high-quality manner. You have uh, worked on a program that evaluated measures to eradicate poverty for people living in arid areas in northern Kenya. And these are areas that have been affected by climate change. Uh, Shota, do you see a correlation between addressing poverty issues and imparting climate education? I think there is definitely a long-term link between 
climate education and poverty reduction um first i think by through through climate education the next generation actually learns the skills they need to be able to cope with climate change so it eventually prepares communities to cope with it better um and also build livelihoods around the changing scenario in addition um a lot of jobs in the next 20 years or so are also going to be coming up in the climate change and green sector um it is actually said that the green sector is going to be what is known as the new um what data and tech was 20 years ago so i think there's a really important role there for climate education to give children today you know 21st century skills that they need for survival and you know there is that long term link to um livelihoods and skilled jobs as well in order for climate education to be successful it has to meet the needs of local students being taught earth warriors tell us how they are serving schools in zambia botswana and kenya and how they have been able to adapt their curriculum kaya spoke to us about the changes they've made for the students in these areas So we're really excited this year to be able to expand to Botswana and Zambia to 20 schools 10 in each country thanks to the sponsorship of their world. So we um you know we really believe in giving climate education to any school that wants it whether they are able to afford it or not. So in cases like this um we have a sponsor who's their world who's sponsoring the climate education for these schools in Botswana and Zambia. And of course, the curriculum looks completely different than it does for our schools in the UK and the US because it's a completely different context. So what we always do in situations like this is in October, Shweta and I spent 2 weeks in Botswana and Zambia speaking to teachers, speaking to students, understanding their needs, their context, what they need, and then we've spent the past 2 months redesigning our curriculum to fit their context. with the teachers from those schools. So everything we've done has been co-designing in collaboration to make sure that it's the most appropriate for them. And incredibly what we found when we went there is that all the students and teachers could really describe the impact that climate change was having on their community, especially with relation to things like droughts and the lack of rainfall in October. um but they didn't know the technical scientific terms behind it or why it was happening or what actions they could take as sort of preventative measures or to prepare themselves better for the next year so they were really really excited about the thought of a climate education curriculum and being able to implement that and one thing i should add about our curriculum in general which is definitely true for the schools in botswana and zambia is we try to make it as low resource as possible so All of our activities can be done either using materials found in nature like leaves, sticks and so on, or things that would go to waste like toilet paper rolls or cardboard boxes. So in terms of our activities, it managed to adapt quite well because we don't send physical materials to schools, plastic manipulatives, teachers don't have to buy anything new. A lot of it is done through this play-based hands-on approach. Okay, why did you feel it was necessary to take climate education to rural schools? Ultimately, you know, we want to get climate education to all schools whether they're rural, urban, whether they are in, you know, a country like the UK or a country like Botswana, we feel everyone should have access to climate education. It just looks a little bit different depending on where you are. So in terms of uh the rural schools for this project, You know, these communities are being so greatly impacted by climate change, especially the extreme weather events that they um 
We're really looking for some tools, some knowledge for themselves and their students so that they can be better prepared, one, before things like this happen, and two, after they happen, how do you build that climate resilience both for the students and their families so that they're able to recover from these events? And, you know, in general, I think urban schools do have better access to information and resources just because of a function of being in a city as opposed to being in a rural area. But that said, I think, you know, especially um, for the schools we met in Botswana and Zambia, I think there is a really uh, big appetite for climate education, both in rural and in the urban schools. Uh, talking about uh, teaching children in rural schools, perhaps one challenge that I presume you may encounter is the issue of language for example in many languages just translating the you know the words climate change into local languages for example can be quite tricky what has been your experience completely and as someone who you know works in early childhood i really believe for the younger kids they should learn mostly in their own um language and not in english but um our curriculum is currently in English. And what we do is when we partner with schools or school networks like we have here, they actually will do the translation themselves because they are much better placed to do that than us trying to find a translator and do it. And they know their students. They know sort of, like you're saying, what words might be good for climate change. So actually, um, some of the schools we're working with, especially in the upper age groups, do teach in English and the teachers teach in English. So they're using the English lessons, which they do for the lessons they already have in maths and science and so on. Some of them are translating it into local language, especially for the younger age groups, but they're quite used to it because they also get their other um lesson plans in English and then the teachers do the translation for that anyway. So it's not a new system we are asking them to do. That's all from us at African Science Focus today. If you want to find out more, head to the SciDevNet website. That's www.scidev.net. Today's show was produced by Alice Hurst, with editing and hosting by Ogechie Kianyao, and reporting by Michael Kaluki. Until next time, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station.